Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 56 and we find ourselves in Leviticus 22 and 23 and then in John chapter 1 verses 19 through 34. In our Old Testament passage today, we have various feasts of the Lord explained. The Passover, the Feast of First Fruits, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement and the Feast of Booths. Each was as significant as the other and each marked worship and obedience to the Holy God. You see, sacrifices and moments of worship as a community were not just random, but were specific and ordered. This is something we learn about God. He is not random, nor does he leave things to chance. God plans out what he expects from his people, yet the people still have the opportunity to obey or disobey the commands of God. But God is always ordered in his dealings. Something that stands out to me is a secondary reason for these feasts. The matter of ensuring the next generations know what God has done and know his power and might. Each year that these feasts were being conducted was another year whereby the next generation would hear of the wonders of God and would place their life in his hands. I say it stands out to me because I personally have a real passion for Bible knowledge and Bible teaching. We as mature Christians have a responsibility to pass on the words of God, fully taught, fully trusted, to the next generation. More than that, we have a responsibility to set an example of what gospel-orientated lives look like, so that the next generation can look to us and to some extent copy our biblical behaviours. Consider your interactions this week. How can you be showing and helping the next generation to trust God and rely upon his word? As we head into our New Testament passage, we continue in John's Gospel. There are two verses I want to pull out today. The first is verse 23, where John the Baptist declares himself the forerunner to Jesus. You see, God was going to make it obvious when his son, the Messiah, would come to bring salvation to the people. Everyone would know by the fact that the forerunner would come first. He would be a slightly strange individual, but his task was very clear, to prepare the people for the coming Messiah. This preparation was not just about giving them information, but to help the people understand their need of repentance and forgiveness before a holy God. Now all the Jews would have been aware of this, for Isaiah prophesied that the forerunner would appear before the Messiah. What we'll learn throughout John, though, is that many seem to just ignore this fact because they didn't like who the Messiah was. The second verse to pull out is verse 29 and how John the Baptist introduces Jesus. He declares that Jesus is the Lamb of God. Now this is a significant phrase, one strongly linked to the great exodus in the first Passover where a lamb was sacrificed to save the people. Jesus was the eternal lamb. He would sacrifice his life so that the people might be free from their sin if they humble themselves before him. And notice whose sin we are all talking about here. The world. Every person would be given an opportunity to know this Messiah and to have their sins forgiven, not just on an earthly perspective, as the Passover lamb was, but an eternal perspective, as Jesus was the eternal Passover lamb. When you consider John and Jesus, two things are clear. First, God had a plan. Do you see the link between our Old Testament and New Testament here? He planned out how and when Jesus would arrive. He planned who would prepare for his arrival, and therefore he planned the entire ministry of Jesus, just as God had planned the entire feasts and calendar of the Old Testament people. Second, Jesus is the one and only Messiah, meaning there is no other way to be saved from sin than to humble yourself and to submit in faith before Jesus. These are simple and profound facts, and what comes next is whether you choose to place your faith in these facts 
and live our life according to the will of the Father, through Jesus Christ, by the Spirit of God. So you see, God has an ordered plan. The question is whether we will place our faith and trust in it. Let's pray together. Father, we do thank you and praise you that you are an ordered God, that you don't just leave things to random chance, but each and every aspect of our lives is watched, considered and weighed by your will and purpose. And so, Father, we pray that we would trust you, especially when things don't seem to be going the way we think they should. Father, help us trust in your unfailing love, your mercy and your grace each day. But most of all, we pray that we would submit before Jesus, humble ourselves and have our sins forgiven so that we can truly be your people. We pray this in your name. Amen.